2: That is a harsh
1: lesson in business.
3: Sports is and not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I
1: didn't want to do
0: another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so
4: many you know, more doors. The show is
0: called The, the deal. deal. Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com/slash AI for all. You, you feel this, this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to
4: make an urgent phone call up there.
1: Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone.
4: You gotta make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to call in, if you'd like to participate in the show, please feel free to do so. Phone number here is 608-501-0718. New callers go directly to the front of the line. We don't have any new callers. So, why don't we go ahead and start with uh, Embrace the Suck.
4: Yeah, Ryan, this is Embrace the Suck. How you doing? Hey, man. Anyway, I want to say hats off to Goody and the uh, general manager. Well, he is the general manager. Anyway, hats off to Goody and Mark Murphy for not giving any of our linemen away to the Jets. Because, you know, Aaron Rodgers knows who's good and who he wants, and he made sure... And none of those guys are available. Thanks. Talk to you later.
1: Yeah, I mean, we need them, and we don't want the Jets to have them. so seems pretty straightforward to me. I mean, you could make a case for um, trying to keep him healthy, Aaron Rodgers, that is, but um, I think all you're doing is pushing them closer to a Super Bowl by giving them somebody like David Bakhtiari or, or whoever, right? Just... As far as I'm concerned, let them all flounder. You all talk to big game. Jets are going to win a Super Bowl. They're going to be so great. I'm going to win the division. Great. Best of luck to you. Don't come crawling to me asking for help. By the way, if, if, if I'm Brian Gutekunst, at the same time, I've also personally taken a lot of crap. Remember when I was a big, dumb, stupid, fat idiot, and the guy over there in, in New Jersey, the Jets guy, is some kind of a brilliant mind? Remember when Pat McAfee said that I'm kind of dumb and that guy's like an established, like really smart GM? Yeah, no, I'm not helping him. Sorry. We'll just see how things go.
5: Hey, it's Jimmy. Hey. Uh, this might be outdated by the time you hear it, but uh, my theory on the shenanigans with the lower portion of the practice, of the of the 53-man roster in the practice squad and like the Tariq Carpenters and situation and whatnot, I think it's just a matter of them seeing who comes available. I think they put they stashed them on the fifty three to kind of protect them to like hopefully maybe bring them back if they wanted to because everybody else would work out their practice squad stuff and then they would just you know be able to slide them onto the practice squad if they wanted to. But in the end, they.
1: Ended but why not stash the guys that you want on your practice squad? You know what I mean. We we have sixteen guys there. So those are the 16 that you want. Ahead of Tariq and Jonathan Ford, apparently. And so then you didn't put them... Why didn't you stash the guys that you wanted, though? And again, we cut our long snapper. <laughs> why would you do that? Specifically so that you can keep two guys... That you don't seem to even want on your practice squad, like you said, they they did it just in case they wanted them. Well, okay, but but we currently don't want them, but maybe someday we'll want them. Okay, <laughs> so let them go. I don't, I don't understand that.
5: Uh, finding some cuts from other teams that they thought were more promising, so they brought them in and just released them. That's my theory. So I think it's just... They're like placeholders, basically. Um, placeholders again, that... Again,
1: I get it, but placehold somebody else that matters more. You know, not like the guys you want the least. I don't know. I Yeah, I I guess.
4: You know, they weren't quite done with yet, but probably,
5: you know, depending on who comes down the pike. and Some people came down the pike. Anyway,
1: that's my theory. I, mean, I, I guess, as you're saying... You put the guys on the practice squad that you want on the practice squad. And then we're just kind of waiting to see with some other people, but I don't know. I mean, it just release them into the wild. And, um, you know, if somebody else is more desirable, then take that. And if somebody isn't more desirable, take Tariq back. But I guess the fear is they're going to get picked up right away, which seems stupid, but Tariq did kind of get picked up pretty quick. I don't know, man. I, I mean, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know. That doesn't really make a huge amount of sense to me. So Tariq and Ford were like number sixteen and seventeen, or seventeen and eighteen on their list, not including Odemegwu. But you stashed the least desirable practice squad guys on the fifty-three. Yeah, I, I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. I just can't believe you cut the freaking long snapper in order to be able to do that. Aren't you worried about the guy you want on your 53 as opposed to the guy that you don't know that you want on the practice squad? But I, I guess it was just no fear whatsoever. That guy was going to get picked up.
3: Brian
0: Kyle from Madison. How are you? Good. So if you can remember all the way back to me, we had a dialogue back and forth and it was centered around AI I think we started talking about AI's uh, like predictive future of the draft and it kind of spread to a back and forth about, you know, how can this be used in real time for coaches? And we both agreed that this is something that, you know, the Packers need to need to be on like yesterday because of the potential advantage it could get you. If you're the first to adopt this, I remember Saying something to the effect of like, if they could distill this down to like a an effective version of the Madden, you know, pick a play where it can suggest plays based on down, distance, yeah. tendency, things like that. Um, but we both agreed this is going to be a thing. Like right now, the 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 conversation we had, you know, was the, the challenge was well, how do you not have paralysis by analysis? How do you distill all this mathematics into something that the coaches can understand in whatever 30 plus seconds they have in between plays, Um, which I think is a challenge. Um, I saw an article yesterday that I wanted to, I'm not going to read it to you, but I wanted to call in and just mention it because I think this is what it's going to be. So Amazon brings new AI driven features to Thursday night football is the name of the article. And basically, so Amazon, when they're using their, when they're doing their Thursday night stream, they have a second channel. I think they had it last year. It was like a next gen focused channel that is simulcast with the broadcast. This year they're going to do that, but they're going to incorporate, um, AI. And I know that's a buzzword, but sounds pretty legit. So some of the things they're Doing are they are going to be highlighting players with orbs, red orbs I see that. around blitzers that the AI predicts will blitz, or receivers that the AI predicts based on all the different metrics uh, will be the target?
1: Okay,
5: they're
0: going to show you on the field like fourth down territory percentage, like where you'd need to get to be like you know in an eighty or ninety percentile fourth down go situation. Um, All kinds of things like that. I thought this is really interesting, and it would, you know, if you can get a hold of this up in the booth as a coach, you know, where you know some of this information in a few seconds, I think what we're looking at here, I don't know how it's going to be for broadcast, but I think this is getting closer to what would be usable information for the coaches. So I just want to bring that to your attention. Talk to you later.
1: Yeah, this is pretty cool. I think I found the article, Amazon brings new AI-driven features to Thursday Night Football. This is techcrunch.com. And and you're right. I mean, this, this is stuff that the NFL and NFL team should be doing already. I mean, the fact that this technology is available, right? Obviously, Amazon has a billion dollars to uh, invest in these kinds of things. But if you're an NFL team, there is somebody out there that can do this if you're willing to pay them money. They can put all this stuff together for you. In fact, talk to Amazon. I'm sure they could license it to you if you really wanted to. But, yeah, I mean, in, in terms of, you know, you got Joe Barry up in the booth now, right? Imagine if he had a little notepad that showed all these things. For example, showed likely formations, tendencies, and is even keeping track of things as you go. I'm sure you have human beings that are taking down these notes or whatever, but, for example, you've got, just from this little picture, I'm not reading the article right now, but it's showing... So it's highlighting some players. I'm guessing these are all the different receivers. Then there's a green line around one of the guys. I'm guessing that's the expected target, probably because he's the most open. But it also has a little shot clock on time to throw. In this case, it's Josh Allen says 4.28 seconds. He's scrambling around. What's crazy is is that they're working with next-gen stats, which means it's actually Amazon that's licensing from the NFL so most of this stuff already comes from next-gen stats. So the NFL already has the data. You are the holder of the data. But yeah, you've even got stuff, and I'm, again, this is stuff that Joe Barry probably already has at his disposal, but probably not as efficiently as if you just had, for example, AI doing the data for you. But for example, it's on this play, it's 3rd and 11. And it says, this season, 3rd down targets, Jamar Chase, 30.6%, T. Higgins, 19.4%, Hayden Hurst, 16.7%, Tyler Boyd, 16.7%. If Joe, if if Joe Barry had the ability to look at this, like let's say it's third and eleven. Ideally, the the AI already can see what the down and distance is. If not, you can put it in. It's also been tracking every play up to this point, so it's it's kind of. I mean, just just think from a game planning standpoint. Ninety nine percent of the work that you do game planning can be done essentially for you. It's understanding tendencies and all this stuff. Anyways. If if Joe Barry had the ability to just see in a snapshot, here are the top five, six, seven plays that they're likely to run, you know how much easier it would be for him to say, Oh, I know what to call? That you know, this play eliminates these seven seven of these nine plays, which accounts for like ninety-five percent probability that they're gonna run one of these plays. So if they run, you know, these two other plays, yeah, we're we're I guess we're screwed unless somebody makes a big play. But I know what to call. I think the the biggest AI um Beater would be like a hurry-up offense, but even then you would just lean really heavily on what it tells you. Like you said with the Madden thing, it's like, well, okay, run one, run, run what the machine says. They're going too fast. I can't freaking figure it out. And you can say, well, that's kind of stupid. Now you got computers doing everything. Not really, because the computer isn't really doing anything. You have to be the one to put in the data. It's just analyzing it for you. You're the one that has to understand your team and your strengths and your weaknesses, so... Yeah, the, the the computer has to understand the other team, which you have to put in that data and what you find to be more relevant and everything. But you also have to explain your defense and certain things you want to do in these, these or those situations. And now with, with the computer understanding what it is you want, it can just help you do your job more quickly. Again, a lot of people probably still won't like it, but as somebody who looks at this and says, I just want the Packers to be better, I feel like they need to get out in front of something that's probably going to happen anyways. It even says here that um, you know, as 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 you talked about, it has the ability to predict blitzes and where they're going to come from. But it says the model was trained on thirty five thousand plays and will continue to get smarter because that's how all these things work, right? They all, they all rolled out all these um, AIs and and what you know Bard and Chat GPT. They they rolled out these things, but the bottom line is it's just it just needs to be fed more data, and the more data it gets fed, the the more it begins to understand. So with 35,000 plays, it's going to have a certain success rate. It's, that success rate's just going to continue to go up the more it learns. And by the way, if you want to find out what direction to go in, you're looking for trends and all these kinds of things, this would be the easiest possible way to do that. You can find exactly what works. You can find out what exactly what trends are going on in the NFL. And you can adapt and evolve much quicker. But again, the the thing that sucks about this is it really takes away from... I mean, if the NFL wants parity, this is how you get parity, because you're kind of taking away from the part where some teams, coaches, GMs are just bad. Well, not anymore. Now now it's kind of a level playing field. But anyways, again, it's, just, it's more of the fact that this stuff is just sitting there, and I don't see, as far as I can tell, a lot of uh, teams currently taking advantage of that. And who knows? Maybe there might be some kind of bans in place on these kinds of things, like you can't you know, I, I I can't regulate what you do as far as preparation, but you can't be bringing this up in the booth with you, calling plays for you and stuff, which I th- might be on board with. I don't know.
0: Hey, Kyle again. I just Sorry. wanted to add, I kind of ran out of time there, something cool about this, this AI uh, modeling that they're doing for Amazon. So here's a quote from the Thursday Night Football Analytics expert Um, He says, it's able to look at all players' X, Y coordinate data, their relationship to each other, as well as their acceleration. Where are they moving and how fast are they moving directionally to predict who's going to blitz? It then goes on to say that the machine learning model was trained on 35,000 plays and will continue to learn uh, throughout the season. Uh, That, to me, that's incredible. I mean, you know, if somebody flicks their hips a certain way, you know, uh, is is AI going to identify, oh, hey, this guy's covering the flat or this guy's, Mm -hmm. you know, I understand they're just going to show on the broadcast, they're going to identify blitzers and whatnot. But I mean, how much further is it on the road when AI figures out, hey, you know, when this guy dips his right hip six inches this way, he's covering the flat. You know, pre snap, I I can't even imagine what kind of things are going to be available. And this just um, kind of blows my mind. I shouldn't be surprised because, I mean, we pretty much said this is what's coming in May. We talked about it. But, you know, if I'm the Packers, I am immediately putting major money into this. Um, I can't imagine how that wouldn't be helpful, at least in some capacity. I worry that. You could have an over-reliance on this um, to the point where the other teams can just do things that are completely irrational, you know, to fool your, your AI modeling or whatever. I'm sure it'll be this whole, like, arms race of subterfuge and whatnot going forward, but I thought that quote was really interesting that it's actually plotting subtle movements with speed and the relationship between them um, to tell you kind of what's going on. So just want to call back and um, and read that to you.
1: All right, thanks. Yeah, and it, what they're describing sounds very similar to what I said in terms of the next big thing, and this, who knows if this ever happens or how long it's going to be, but you want to put PFF out of business, this is essentially how you do it. Because if you think about it, you know, what is EPA? It's taking hundreds of thousands of data points and saying, we know in these situations what is expected, right? And DVOA kind of takes out a, a next step and says, we know what's expected. We're also going to add in how good this defense is to kind of, you know, recalculate a little bit based on, you know, if, I mean, if we expect more if it's, a, if it's a bad defense, less if it's a good defense. But that's the whole idea, Imagine, though, we now have a computer that's watching every single movement that every single person makes, and we now have you know hundreds of thousands or millions of data points. Every single movement every single offensive or defensive football player has ever made. I know, based on what, for example, that we can look at what that offensive guard has done, or even forget that, what they did do, and be able to predict what you should have been able to do in that situation. In this exact play, with this amount of time, you know, like when you have a offensive line moving laterally, you can look at the speed at which they move. And were you able to kind of cut them off and stop them from doing it? Based on that speed, you had, you know, this percentage chance you should have been able to do it. We, we can get unbelievably precise data. Same with wide receivers and cornerbacks. Based on how fast they move, how quickly he came out of his cut, all these different things, we can see exactly what a baseline player would have, should have done in that situation and we can see what you did, and we can calculate to a microscopic level how much better or worse you are than everybody else. Because again, we have millions of data points of receivers running routes, tight ends running routes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's going to take some serious computing power, and we may not even have nearly enough data points for that kind of stuff, but we're doing it right now. We're essentially watching every single player, tracking it with computers and feeding it into a computer and when that computer gets enough data it's going to be able to start doing that not just on a again a large scale saying they're probably going to run this play but even on a small scale in, in terms of saying i know you know th- this is the play they ran this is what this player did this is what this player should have done quarterbacks the the, the timing and the precision of every single little movement how long it takes you to get to and through your drop, your progressions. How quickly the ball goes from, you know, at your side to out of your hand. How quickly the ball travels down the field, the velocity of the ball, the accuracy of the placement of the ball. You know, and and, and again, they're already kind of tracking who the likely receiver is because they can see who's the most open. Well, if they can chart the play, then they can can see again through millions of data points or, or thousands of times that this play has been run generally what happens and we can see when this play is run against this defense or we can just see here's generally the progressions and we know that this person was open it's going to know exactly where the ball should have gone where did the ball go and it's going to be able to essentially grade based on these things that is the ultimate iteration of what pff does and if they want to keep from getting put out of business that's where they need to be putting their resources
4: hey ryan wayne from lmi hey Hope you're having a good day. Looking forward to a weekend. I'll probably throw some beef out on the grill this weekend and cook it all up. Uh, Not long ago, you talked about people that hate their own voice when they hear it on the the radio or on some kind of a recorded device. Sure. Try listening to your voice after you've had a cold and it's all scratchy and distorted. I mean, that's really annoying. In your recent talk, uh, Packer After Dark, uh, talk podcast. You uh, were talking about all the excuses that bear fans have, and you pretty much nailed it. But you missed one. Okay, it's the refs' fault.
1: Oh yes, of I course. have
4: that brother-in-law. Yep, that whenever they lose, the refs gave the game away. I mean, they won three games last year, and they <laughs> lost fifteen of them because of referee. Right. You know, it's it's so annoying. Uh, The other thing that you talked about recently is, uh, you know, I had to change my wins to 12-win predictions basically because it cost me nothing. You talked about, you know, if you had to put $10,000 down, you know, what would you do? Yeah. You know, obviously, I'm cheap. I wouldn't do it either. You know, at $10,000, I'd probably wimp out and save three wins because I don't want to lose my money. Sure. But I know you and Clayton, the other podcasters, you know, you have to be more credible, and I respect that. So you don't want to come off like some of these, you know, bear podcasters that you pull the receipts on and laugh at all the time. But for a buck with a bunch of guys sitting around the coffee shop, yeah, sure. I could go twelve wins on that because what do I care about a buck, <laughs> right? Right. Go pack, go. The season's here.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm and I knew it was going to happen, but time is just coming to a complete standstill. Like I was excited that we were a week away, like a week ago, and we're still a week away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that works mathematically or or um or whatever, but um that seems to be the case. I, I think we're actually going backwards in time, but yeah i'm 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 dying, 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 in fact i'm I'm getting to the point of being unbelievably excited. About the Lions game because I just need football and that'll probably be like the preseason where I'm really excited and then you know things kind of slow down and it's like all right let's let's get to let's get to it here kind of dragging along a little bit actually is that Thursday is this, so that's Amazon I actually want to make sure that I have that is that just just pull it up on Amazon and we we get it or is there an extra charge for that because that'll actually be kind of cool we finally get a game and we get all this cool stuff from uh, from Amazon here by the way this is also why I've always hated getting off on a tangent here, going back to what we talked about before. But the NFL just locking in these deals with these freaking dinosaur companies, like Charter, Spectrum, whatever. Like, come on, man. You know what, like Amazon, or even if you started, you know, Twitter, I wouldn't be surprised. I know even before Musk got involved, Twitter was in the conversation. And and it just makes so much more sense to me that these major entities should be given an opportunity or a seat at the table, because they're going to do so much more with it. Amazon is like, the king of innovation. They really are. I mean, they're constantly innovating. They're constantly getting bigger. I mean, look at look what they've done. They've they've completely monopolized shopping. <laughs> they went out and got their own drivers. They got their own warehouses. It's incredible what they've done. I don't know if they've started delivering with drones yet, but you got that kind of stuff. I'd be stunned if Musk doesn't try to get in on this one of these times. I don't know how, how long or far out these contracts go, but... These are the companies I want doing it, not some stupid... Even YouTube, yeah, do it. Do it up, YouTube. I think Hulu's kind of trash, but just as long as it's opened up, you're going to get more competition, you're going to have opportunities for innovation. But it's just these freaking dinosaur companies that realize this is the only thing keeping me relevant is the fact that we have football. Nobody wants cable anymore, nobody wants any of this crap anymore. We have 10,000 channels. Nobody wants to watch 99% of them. In fact, it's it's the, the 1% that people do watch that are keeping the other ones afloat. But we don't want to just dump those money wasters because then what are we? We're, we're like old school TV with five channels. The appeal is, oh, we have 10,000 channels. Like, nobody cares. This makes me angry that the NFL keeps that going by playing into that nonsense. So I'm glad YouTube took the whatever it's called away I'm glad Amazon is getting Thursday Night Football. I'm glad we're moving in the right direction. But yes, very, very excited. And um, yeah, I still, I still am struggling. I mean, listen, after Week One, it'll be a little easier to kind of come back with a score pre- or a record prediction. Not that Week One's going to tell us everything, but I just got to see something, man. I haven't seen anything. I don't know. I know what Jordan Love looked like in the preseason, kind of, but it's preseason and it's kind of. I don't know anything. And even if I had a pretty good idea, I promise you I am not as confident in my opinion of whatever my opinion is in the Packers. I'm not as confident as I was confident that the Seahawks were going to be garbage last year. And that was just not the case at all. Anyways, let's take a quick break. Please check out OldSouthernBarbecue.com. They have decided to sponsor us for at least a good portion of the regular season, which is awesome because I'm very excited to use all their stuff. And I'm very excited to just talk about it all the time because I'm going to do it anyways. (laughs) Don't tell them this, but I'm going to do it anyways. I'm going to brag about how good their stuff is. I'm going to brag about how good their seasonings are. I got family coming out on Wednesday. I'm going to load up on the barbecue sauce because I'm making pulled pork. And I'm going to use their barbecue rub and it's going to be delicious. And everybody's going to be like, oh, this is the best I've ever had. Like, I know. And I'm going to talk about it because I want to talk about it because I love talking about it. But what I would love even more is if I wasn't just talking to myself. Especially on this show, it would be awesome if not only would you try it, but you would review it. Call back into the show. Let me know you tried it. Let me know your favorite of the four barbecue sauces, your favorite of the four seasonings. Again, you can get them individually for real cheap or like 55 bucks, you get everything. I know that seems expensive, but considering how expensive rubs and barbecue sauces are, to get four rubs and four barbecue sauces for like 50 bucks, that might as well be free. So let me know what you're doing with it. I'd love to hear from you. That is OldSouthernBBQ.com. And again, remember, they do cater. And they also have restaurants you can go check out for yourself. All great things to explore. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Hey, U.S. Cellular customers, I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't just misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like you. Us Days at U.S. Cellular. Exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Terms apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports,
0: media, and entertainment.
1: That is a harsh lesson in business.
3: Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want
1: to do another
0: stomp you out speech.
3: It opened
4: up so many more doors. The show
1: is called The The Deal.
4: Deal.
1: Listen to The Deal.
0: Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
2: Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season.
4: Hey, Ryan, hey. Wayne again. What's up? Yeah, I know, thrilling, right? I'm yeah. on my way home, and I'm finishing up this Packer After Dark, and it occurred to me, I really like your format. I mean, I like when you interject while people are talking, kind of talk over them a little bit. Sometimes it's pertinent information. Sometimes it's, you know, Ryan humor, and <laughs> I enjoy it. And the other thing yeah. is, is unlike these radio talk shows where they have people calling in where they ridicule the people they argue with the people they hang up on the people i mean you don't really do that you have a lot more patience i think the quality of the calls except for mine from your listeners is much higher than what you get on some of those radio stations so all in all this after dark i was kind of skeptical when you first released it a few years ago but uh I've really enjoyed it, and listen to all the people who call in. I can tell they do, too, so well done, young man. Take a burger out of the oven for yourself this weekend. That's all. Go Pack Go.
1: I will do exactly that. In fact, I do actually have, uh, I got some 80-20 ground chuck, which is my recommendation for burgers, and I need to do that up for show. Although I did not get buns. Oh, I did get buns, but that's for the pulled pork on Wednesday. Although I didn't even get the meat for the pulled pork because the stupid grocery store didn't even have it. Not that I wanted to buy it from there anyways, but it's close. And they've never not had it. And a lot of times it's on sale because, I don't know, not a lot of people buy it. So they butcher up a pig and then they got a back load of these things. And they're like, all right, fine, it's on sale. Like, all right, cool, I'll take nine of them, which I have done before. But no, man, I really appreciate that. Thank you for uh, calling in. Thanks for the kind words. What's going on, Ryan? This is Chris from Alabama. What's up, Chris?
6: Uh, been a minute since I called in. I was trying to wait till a little bit closer to uh, Sunday for the game before I just kind of called and chimed in. But man, man, oh man, oh man, I'm telling you, man. I I don't know if you covered this. I got, I'm behind a couple of podcasts, man. Uh, but. I wanted to call in as soon as I heard it, but if I would have called in as soon as I heard what I heard, <laughs> it probably wouldn't have been not a uh, PG type of call in. I like So it. I decided to wait a couple of days to kind of calm down and, and, and call in about it, you know, today while I'm sitting back watching a little college football or whatever <laughs> on this beautiful Saturday morning down here in uh, Alabama. It, I don't know what's going on anywhere else in the country, but it was a nice sunny day, it's but I'm at the nice inside. Watching a little college football, but I wanted to call in about the Colin Cowherd episode, man. And uh, as everybody probably have heard by the time this call being played, the stupidity continues. So we have. I think
1: I do know what you're talking about. Um, somebody just sent it to me, actually, and we'll probably talk about it a little bit tomorrow. I, I thought it was an old episode it it said it was from two days ago but it wasn't colin coward it was somebody else it was on a different show so i was like "Eh, i think they're just pulling this up from a while ago because he was saying a lot of the same stuff but as he went on i'm like i don't know dude and then then his co-host disagreed with him i'm like oh i definitely don't remember that so um yeah it's it's uh i understand the frustration
6: an anonymous anonymous coach that wants to chime in on Jordan Love and say... And
1: again, that that was the part that was rehashed. He had talked about... Because it was a Mike Sando article and they had Jordan Love ranked really low and it was, it was basically they polled a bunch of coaches and other people and then from that sample there were like four people that actually commented and they were all anonymous and it's, so it said like anonymous coach or whatever and of course he picked the most negative one and he used that to further believe that Jordan Love was trash. So he'd already done that. But now he's doing it a second time and just going even deeper.
6: He can't process the game. Right. Where they got that from, I have no freaking clue where that came
1: from. Well, and it's funny, too, because he pulled that from an article from a long time ago prior to this preseason. So it's entirely possible a lot of opinions, including, well, not that Mike Sando necessarily has an opinion, but including the the people that are in this article who are negative about Jordan Love, they all may have changed their opinion like a lot of other people have. So to rehash something from prior to the preseason as evidence that he's not doing very well is just weird.
6: And of course it's anonymous, so we won't know who in the hell said it, yeah. but I'm, I'm just getting tired. Yep. I'm really tired of the disrespect that the Green Bay Packers and Jordan Love is getting. More so the Green Bay Packers. I I don't like the fact that they're disrespecting Jordan Love. I kinda get it. It's it's not right, but I kinda get it. It like the narrative that it's easy to run with because of Roder situation or whatever. But dude, Colin after Colin says what he says, he goes on to say how this team is no good, and how we're gonna we're gonna be on the bottom of the division. And yeah. he just tried to drill the point of Chicago being better than right. Us. Chicago has a better team than us. Oh, Chicago has a better team. Detroit has a better team. Minnesota's the best team. Okay, you want to say Minnesota is the best team? Cool, I give you that. I feel like they're not the best team. I feel like we don't know who the best team in this division is. The whole division to me is a question mark. Minnesota got way worse. Detroit is still the same team. They really didn't add anything. They really didn't. Get
1: it. Yeah, well, well, he, we got a second part here. We we are going to get into that tomorrow. And it's funny because um, as you're talking about Minnesota, there's somebody else. There's another video that we're going to play on tomorrow's podcast that might have a slight bias against the Packers and in favor of the Vikings that doesn't think the Vikings are going to be better than the Packers. So that'll be an interesting thing. But it really just kind of goes to show the difference between, like, you know, some people, most of these guys have bias, but they try to be right. Some people just don't care and just say stupid stuff. And Colin Coward clearly falls in that just hot takey nonsense area. I don't know.
6: All right, it's me again. Got cut off, I figured. But Chicago is still, to me, Trash. No. But what really burnt me up after you go into a whole 10, 15 minute tirade on how the Packers are not going to be any good and how Jordan Love's not going to be any good. We haven't seen any wild factors blah, blah, blah. You turn right back around and talk about Justin Fields and the Bears showing two, showing two. Plays. They were talking about how Justin Fields had a great preseason, and he's going to be poised to be so much better. And, and how Chicago, th- and he said basically said just to just to make a long story short, after showing the two screen passes on loop for <laughs> about ten minutes, yeah. he comes out and says. I have Chicago with six and seven wins. For what i seen from Justin Fields in, in preseason, I think they're going to win nine wins and get nine wins. So you mean to tell me that you saw enough from Justin Fields to boost them from six wins to nine wins, but you haven't seen nothing from Jordan Love for them to even cover the seven and a half that, that Vegas has them at? I, I don't, I don't understand it. I, I don't understand it. I'm so ready for this game, Ryan. I'm so ready for this yeah. game next Sunday because when we come out and our defense—that don't nobody want to talk about—dominates the sorry offensive line and dominates and makes Justin Fields look like the trash that he is once he comes out and looks. Like complete garbage, and all I want Jordan Love to do is, is just look, it just look comfortable. He ain't got a ball out. Give me, a, give me a regular little performance. We win this game, Jordan Love. Let's say Jordan Love goes Let's let throw some twenty one for twenty one for twenty eight, twenty one for twenty nine, two seventy five or something like that. Let let's just throw some, just some out there. We win. We should dominate the game, by the way, because Chicago defense is trash. After that happens, man, a lot of folks going to have to eat our manure just to keep it PG. (laughs) But I can't wait until this game, man. And I'm so sick and tired of the disrespect, and I know everybody else is. And I'm about to run out of time again, so I'm going to go ahead and end it at that. But I had to get that off my chest. So go pack go and let's get it man next Sunday is on
1: Yeah it's it's weird like I'm 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 kind of I'm entering a different phase in terms of where I'm at with stuff like I'm 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 ready to land the knockout blow if that makes any sense I'm tired of the bickering I'm tired of trying to prove points that nobody's going to listen to I'm tired of trying to show different angles of like how I think things are going to be I'm over it I want, I need, more than anything on planet Earth, I need the Packers to stomp out the bears in catastrophic fashion. And every single one of us, myself especially, are going to be the most insufferable human beings on planet Earth. It might be like a five-hour freaking marathon podcast after that. It won't be, but I'm just saying. Oh, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be a week of receipts. And probably more than that. And Colin Coward's going to be fifty percent of that. I'm just, I'm freaking over it. And part of me is is almost upset that the narrative is starting to change, because the the that that knockout blow just isn't going to land quite as square. It's it's going to freaking land. Don't worry about it. But yeah, e- even when it's like, yeah, you want to go on uh, Twitter and trash talk a little bit. It's like I don't. I just I don't. I'm over it. I'm bored with it. It's not entertaining anymore. It's not interesting to me anymore. I just don't have any interest in it. It was fun in the offseason. I just can't do it anymore. I need to see the game. I'm ready to see the game. I want to just go out and see it. I'm 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 ready. And I think actually seeing the Bears look bad and the Packers look good has kind of emboldened this a little bit because it's like, all right, enough talk. Like I'm I'm ready for this. I'm tired of I'm tired of listening to all the BS, I'm tired of the made up speculations, I'm tired of all the garbage, like just let's just go do it. Let's go put all these numbers on a football field and let's just see what it looks like. And I swear, if somehow the Packers end up the worst team in that game, I'm, I'm, I don't know, I'm going to be freaking miserable. (laughs) That's all I can say. But it's, it's going to be vicious. It is also weird how much I expect to win. It's almost like I have to remind myself, like, you know, there's a pretty solid chance that we lose that game. Even if it's less than 50%, which I don't, you'd have to argue one way or another. I tend to think at this point the Packers will win, which I I don't know when that switch took place. I really don't. Not that I ever expected to lose, but it was always like, I don't know. But again, I think the preseason, as much as it isn't supposed to mean anything, it has kind of emboldened me a little bit. I mean, at the end of the day, we know we have a better defense. That's not freaking debatable. That's not to say they're going to show up, but they just don't have the pieces and we do. We know we have a better offensive line than they do. I know Jordan Love can at least be a game manager, and I don't think we've ever seen Justin Fields even be that he's dangerous with his legs d j Moore is a capable wide receiver outside of that don't care, and they've got a hurt offensive line already. There really is just no excuse there isn't just go get the job done, but uh yeah, i just um i just i don't want to talk anymore i don't I don't want to talk about it i mean, you know i mean we could talk about it in the podcast, I just mean in terms of like. Trash talking or even trying to make the case. Like, we've made the case a thousand times in a thousand different ways. There's nothing else left to talk about. It's just, it's time to do it. And I know they can come out slow and they can lose and they can go on to be the better game. It's not acceptable, though. It's not good enough. Not against the Bears. Not after all this trash talk has taken place. You know, you you lose this game, you go on to win your next five and you end up at, you know, five and one. And that one game is the Bears and the Bears are like, you know, two and four. Still is not going to feel good
3: oh can't i can't
1: i can't do it it'll help a little bit in terms of you know trashing the colin cowards of the world but it's not it's not good enough i need i need a week one victory it's also crazy that it just dawned on me this is how you get into like modes or at least i do we play the bears this week and then we play football every single week after that it's like it's every single sunday It just, it feels like we got a game and then there's just like this five week break or something. Oh, I'm just, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy. By the way, I didn't mention it and it may be full already, but if you are a patron, we are doing a fantasy football league. I decided very last minute, somebody just messaged me and I'm like, you know what? I didn't play last year. Let's just do it. And then I talked to my half Mexican attorney, attorney Blaine, and he was trying to get me to look into some stuff about his league, you know, doing some research for him. And it was the first time I even looked into it. And just talking about it kind of got me excited. And I'm like, you know what, let's just do it. So if you want to join in, if you want to be a part of it, I'm not doing, like I said, the, the reason I quit playing is because I started doing like four, five, six leagues. And it just got to be too much. It's, it's, you're, you're constantly just rooting against yourself all the time. Like I got my homes on my team, but I'm also going up against my home. So I don't know what I want. You can't watch all these players. I don't even remember all of them. But you get one team and that team becomes like your family. So I'm excited. I'm excited to have one team this year. This is the only league. It's going to be Patreon only, I think, assuming we can get three more people in here. I I really didn't... I thought it would fill up way too fast. In the past, we've had, like I said, like three leagues in Patreon just because there's so many. But um, as of 2.10 p.m., there are three open slots. And again, you do have to be a patron. If nobody is signed up by the end of the day, I'm just going to open it up to whoever wants it, patron or not, because the draft is tomorrow... Yeah, tomorrow Monday at uh, seven thirty PM Central, I think. I'm also planning on having a uh, a pick'em thing. I forget what you call it. A um, it's one where you rank it like one through sixteen. I always forget the name of that, but I love doing that. I think it's a lot of fun. So I'll I'll do one of those as well. Anyways, we got Chris again. What's up, Chris?
6: One more thing, Ryan. I promise this is my last good, call. Dude. This is another thing that really ticked me off what Colin Cowher said, and, and he had he had not he could not believe what he had said in his mind. I know he couldn't. <laughs> he was breaking down Bears Packers and saying that the Bears had a better quarterback, yes. which is which, and I you can't say that definitively that they got a better quarterback from what we've seen the last two years from Justin Fields, but what what blew my mind when this man came out of his mouth and said that the Bears have a better running game. Oh, my God, I lost it in my house. My wife like, what are you hollering at? I'm like, I'm hollering at this stupid dude on the TV because he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. This man really said that the Bears have a better run game than the Packers. Where? Then he goes on to say that the offense's lines are even. What? What are you kidding me? Are you freaking kidding me? When this guy has to walk back all these stupid comments that he has said about Justin Field and these Chicago Bears, I want to see how he does it. Because he's been saying some of the dumbest, dumbest stuff that I have ever heard from any Media broadcaster, bro, and it just, it's just—it's just irking my nerves. All right, I'm done with the ranting. <laughs> It's—it's it, it just—it's the disrespect, the disrespect that we are getting is just—it's just out of hand at this point. And it's, oh, I—I I, I got come on, September the tenth, three twenty-five, and let's show everybody that's been talking all these trash. What we really is, man. Go, Pat, go. I'm done for the day. I promise.
1: I really feel like, you know, usually the team plays and the fans need to be there to support the team. This is one of the times we need the team to support us. Like, <laughs> you don't understand, guys. We need you so bad to come in here and beat the Bears. I just, we, we, I, I can't explain it. Can't get into all of it right now. I just really, really need you to understand that you have to win this game. And I need you if if you can do me a little bit extra here. I need Jordan Love to to look pretty good. Ideally the wide receivers look solid. Really need the defense to come through and make Justin Fields look like the biggest piece of crap that has ever existed. That's 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 kind of what I need from you. The rest of the year, I got your back. Flounder a little bit, nine wins, miss the playoffs, like, we'll figure it out, man. We'll we'll make this thing work. We'll get there, right? 2024, 2025. You know that's that's when it's gonna really you know we're gonna get them, but I just this is just just this one time because of impatience. Yes, we can pull receipts in 2024 when the Bears draft a new quarterback. That's entirely true, but I don't want to wait. I need this, okay? I need this. Listen, you freaking screwed us in these playoffs these last couple years. All right, I, I didn't I didn't want to go there. I didn't want to go there. But 2021, and especially 2020, you guys got our hopes up. You had these great plays, you players. You had everything you needed. You were the best team in the entire NFL, in most people's opinion, and you crapped the bed. You let us all down. So, look, I'm going to go ahead and say if you want to make it up to us, dominate the freaking Chicago Bears, okay? And then I'll then then we'll call it even, for me anyways. You can you make your own agreements with everybody else. But I'm wiping the slate clean at that point.
3: Hello, Ryan. Hi. This is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Hi, how are I you? I wanted to clown
1: you. Arnold. Because
3: I wanted to talk about Jordan Love.
1: Oh, wow, okay. I yeah.
3: wanted to tell you not to worry.
1: Okay.
3: He's going to be a great quarterback. So you know how I know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was a T-1000 Terminator, and I was from the future, and I watched all of the Paco games.
1: That's a good point. That's and Jordan point, Love actually. is
3: going to be known as the, one of the greatest quarterbacks <laughs> and all of the greenbackers, yeah, <laughs> that is the best Barbara. The man who stole all of the monies, and the leaped beastie, the Aaron Rodgers, who poops his pants and takes drugs, uh-huh. yeah. Only by star will be as good as Aaron, uh, Jordan Love. So don't worry about the love, yeah, because I see the future and he's going to be great. He's going to open against the grip to Bears. And kill them, yeah. <laughs> he's going to kill them and he's going to become the second owner of the past, yeah. So, this, yes, this is Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm smoking cigars in in my jacuzzi, in my backyard. So, get to the top, uh.
1: I love that you guys have tried every way you can think of to get me to be more positive and have now resorted to. Pretending to be Arnold Schwarzenegger because you think I have the intellect of a six-year-old, apparently. So I appreciate that. Um, yeah. No, yeah, it'll probably be great, and, and Rogers poops his pants and all that. So thank you for <laughs> bringing it down to my level.
2: What's going on? It's Amadi Firefighter. How you doing? What's up? Uh, just calling um, for a couple questions. One, what is your strength? What do you believe the strength of the Packers team? Our team
1: this year is... I mean there's there's a lot of things you could argue as a strength which one do I feel the most confident in um off the top of my head was offensive line I'm trying to think if something could surpass that it's not quarterback wide receiver tight end could be running back but I just i don't know i I'm. I'm, I'm we'll, see, we'll' it's a wait and see with aJ Dillon. And, and, you know, a lot of what the running backs do is dependent on the, what the offensive line does anyway. So defensive line, no edge I'm relatively confident in, but Preston is very up and down. Rashawn's health is still somewhat of a question mark. Kingsley looked great in the preseason, but it's preseason. I mean, we got a lot of guys and a lot of potential, but I don't know that I have, like, complete confidence. Linebacker is kind of up there, but again, don't know where Quay is going to be. Still don't 100% know what Devondre is going to be. Although he should be good. Corner is a pretty solid one. But I think Razul is in the same camp as Devondre where it's like, you've had a lot of experience being bad, and I just don't know how this is going to go. Jair also, you know, I mean, he had his one really good year. Otherwise, he's been good. And Keyshawn, I'm kind of, eh. I think it has to be offensive line. I mean, yeah, there's health concerns, but leaving that aside, which, I mean, there's potential injuries at every position. I just think, especially since the Packers have largely kept the same front five as the front five, they've been able to practice as that same front five. I'm I'm more confident in this offensive line than I've been in quite a long time. And that's even with question marks. But I, I just think there's I think it's I think it's gonna be a solid group of pass blockers.
2: What is the position that you think you have a weakness in that you're scared of for the Packers team?
1: The obvious answer is safety. Um I'm just trying to think, though. I, I I might even go so far as to say, like pass catchers, because there's a question of like what's going to be worse, and then there's a question of what's going to be more detrimental, right? If 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 our defense is solid, like the defensive front, the you know edge rushers, the linebackers are solid, the corners are solid, you can get away with having some pretty rough safeties, right? It's not ideal, obviously, but if we don't have i mean if, if it kind of looks like it did last year where just the passing is not working we're done it's it's just over if the connection between jordan love and the receivers jordan love and the tight ends and, and whatnot if that's just not there and we're not able to efficiently move down the field we're in, we're it's it's over so the biggest weakness is safety my biggest fear might be the pass catchers slash i mean just just the passing in general because i know the ceiling is sky high but it's also possible it just isn't quite clicking You know, we saw that in week three, you know, Romeo Dobbs was out and just, just something wasn't quite, wasn't quite right. It worked. I mean, we we got down there, eventually scored a touchdown. It just felt a little bit more rough. So that might be what scares me more than anything right now.
2: And, uh, just wanted to get your little thoughts on that. Also, I think it's, uh, Nico. I want to shout, I think it's him with the cat that just like basically don't let him talk on the phone. I just find that very hilarious. <laughs> like the cat is like, get off the hell, you know, get off the egg on phone. It's, it's hilarious. So I just want to shout out They need to do that on TV show because I think that will be very interesting to watch. Um, lastly, I did make something, uh, for a pack of That fans. Um, I think Joe Jody Janet, the Packers touchdown song, bang the drum. Like, we always play that, and I'm just wondering why, and it seems like a little outdated. So I maybe uh, appreciate right before the Bears game. Um, so hope y'all enjoy. As you play it. All right, bye.
1: That is absolute perfect timing. That is the last call that we have. We're at about an hour, and we are going to end the show with Omar's rendition of Bang the Drum. You guys have a good night. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.
6: things could be a lot worse i could be a bears man